In this episode of the All Access Automation Podcast, I was joined by the Director of Product Strategy at Appian, Karina Buschwecke. In the episode, we explored the importance of sustainability and innovation and how the technology plays such a pivotal role in driving change within business. We also discuss how key it is to identify the root cause before implementing any immediate solutions with automation and AI. I hope you all enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the All Access Automation Podcast with Reboyo. I'm delighted to be joined by Karina today, working for, for Appian as a Director of, of Product. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks. Nice to be here. How are you today? Oh, good. good. It's a lovely day in Barcelona. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could be in, in worse places, I think. So we're back in, um, in the lovely studio here and we had a couple of podcasts here before as well. So delighted to be back. Um, but yeah, how's your how's your week been so far? Are you looking forward to, to all eyes on automation? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's yeah. going to be an interesting event and uh, looking forward to be on that stage in that cinema. So Exactly. It's going to be a really cool yeah. venue. And uh, of course, as you touched upon, you have a, a keynote speech. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So is it uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, you're doing yours? Yeah, yeah Wednesday, 10, 10 a.m. Very good. Very good. Um, so yeah, there's there's going to be plenty to discuss today. Um, you have a really interesting career and background that we'll that we'll get into, and um, we'll touch on your role within Appian as well. Um, and also we'll kind of talk about a bit about your keynote speech, but also key trends for the future and and what we need to kind of keep an eye out for, I suppose, in in the world of intelligent automation and continuous improvement in general. So I suppose just to kind of touch on the the keynote speech that's coming up. Um, do you want to give a bit of a background about what kind of the, the main insights into that? Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, the keynote is called uh, Back to the Future of Automation, a Journey Beyond Efficiency. And uh, we're going to look at continuous improvement, actually. And uh, one of the main actors in the continuous improvement um, history is Toyota, of course, mm -hmm. which yeah has been a great example of how applying this methodology can lead to great success. Mm -hmm. And using this example um, and apply it also uh, yeah, to our current state where we can use a lot of technologies to actually support us in the continuous improvement process in order to be as efficient as we can be. Um, but then also looking at it from a bit more high-level perspective mm -hmm. because the inefficiencies that we have in our economic system are huge. 20 to 30% of revenue of, of companies are you know, wasted in inefficiencies. Mm -hmm. um, in yeah, different industries, there are exorbitant numbers yeah. of waste. Um, and that's a side effect that our current economic system produces. Mm -hmm. And we are, yeah, really have a responsibility to mitigate these effects, right? Like, and that's then the sustainability aspect behind it that yeah, yeah. Has, a, has a very clear business aspect. I mean, you're losing money on the one hand, but on the other hand, there's also really this um, responsibility that I think uh, every organization has um, yeah, to, to mitigate the effects that their organizational system in that sense also produces. So, and I think we can yeah, use technologies in many ways in order yeah, to work on these. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very good. And how do you think, I suppose, from a, 
a technology perspective, how we kind of help those clients get over those those issues and inefficiencies. Well, that's that's where I think we sometimes might have to take a step back from technology. Mm-hmm. It's not starting with automation, but it's about a, a mindset, like a cultural change in the mm-hmm. organization, a dedication to excellence, to always improving, to continuous learning. And that's, I mean, in, I think in many um, organizations, these ideas exists and uh, exist, and of course, they are trying to implement practices to do that. But in the end, it's not the top priority, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There's not many CEOs that will tell you continuous improvement is one of their top priorities, but I think in a certain way it should, because it has a much broader effect and um, is, yeah, one thing that, that companies need in these days um, to stay agile. It's, it's also about really being able to to flexibly change when mm. the conditions are, are yeah, um, being, are changing as well. And um, continuous improvement is a methodology that also enables organizations, yeah, to, to develop um, skills mm-hmm. to constantly change and yeah that's on a broader level of course important yeah and I think it's really interesting what you said about the the shift in mindset that needs to happen where you're not coming at it where I have an automation tool and I want to make it work wherever I go but you have to look at it from a more holistic view where you see okay, let's streamline the process. Let's make sure that there's no inefficiencies first. Look at it from that perspective and then say, okay, how can automation improve this even more? Exactly. And maybe sometimes it's not automation that mm-hmm. will improve it, right? Exactly. I yeah. mean, let's stay open to the solution. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. And I suppose from from a Roboio perspective and, and having the, the lean and the Six Sigma capabilities is just the foundation of everything, really. Um, and I suppose to kind of get that stage first that could be the solution or could be a, a kind of a step towards the final solution so yeah I think it's a great point exactly yeah. when you talk about the sustainability side of the the solution what do you kind of mean by that well I mean as I uh, try to um, point out it's this general idea that we have to reduce waste like mm-hmm. we shouldn't have any inefficiencies in terms of resource waste or um, uh, energy waste or you, like there are many even like bad working conditions like all kinds of ne- negative effects like yeah. why should we accept those mm-hmm. like, as, a, as a very yeah, basic yeah. question you yeah. know like why you as an employee why um, me as a consumer why, why are we accepting these effects and yeah. that's why I mean like we need to dedicate to mitigate these effects all these bad effects that our economic system has Mm -hmm. and um, that's why I think that that's like in the broader sense of sustainability that is uh, where we need to get to like the the net zero goals that we have for for the climate for example I I mean they're there for a reason how do you want to how do you want to get there currently companies are not even able to measure the impact that they have on the environment. Mm-hmm. Like if if I ask the producer of this cup how much CO two you know was was produced uh, or like was um, emitted, emitted. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, they yeah. will not know because yeah, yeah. the data is is not really available. The the procedures are not standardized mm-hmm. and. Um, that is also something, you know, you can't improve what you can't measure. <laughs> I mean, such yeah. a, 
a good um, uh, thing to say about this because that's where we need to start and that's also why it's so important to start with getting data right, getting processes right. That's the basis to be able to, to improve because we need to measure anything first and I think that's where we can combine technology for the sake of sustainability as we make it measurable and thus um, lay the basis to improve it. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a great point that, that you make about um, combining both and um, and making sure that everything is, is I suppose, a, as lean as possible, first of all, and then kind of seeing where we can go from there to, to mitigate those um, sustainability impact, I suppose. From an, from an Appian perspective or from a, a technical perspective in general, do you think that you mentioned uh, the the clients that maybe aren't aware of the the, the CO2 emissions that maybe their product uh, produced, but do you think that the, the conversation around sustainability is something that has maybe grown, I suppose, but do you feel it's something that's still kind of not spoken about enough with the clients when we're in those discussions with them? No, I think clients are generally very open and interested in, in solutions in that regard. Mm-hmm. But again, what is the priority of the business, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it might be a priority here and there, but usually that's not the core of, of your business operations. Yeah. Too. And, and so it's yeah, just not such a big uh, priority oftentimes. I think we'll be able to touch a bit on that later as well. But I think to go back and to find out a bit more about yourself and your own career journey would be great. Um, I know that there's an entrepreneurial spirit there as well in terms of founding your own companies. But if you just kind of give me a bit of a background of, of yourself and in, in your own career journey and, and how you ended up at Appian as well. Yeah, sure. I grew up actually in an entrepreneurial family. My uh, family manufactures solid wood furniture. Okay. So we're um, uh, a small or medium-sized business in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, somehow I, yeah, I, I grew up in that environment. And for me, it was always clear that I wanted to be an, an entrepreneur. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, of course, you need a business idea first, yeah. right? So always, <laughs> that would be important. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of always had the plan. But then um, I've, I had s- such broad interests. So I yeah, started studying, of course. I studied economics and anthropology. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, innovation management and entrepreneurship. So that gave me really broad basis. Um, Then I started working in the automotive industry as a technology analyst, really looking a bit more into how um, these industrial processes work and and Mm -hmm. in in general, like technology forecasting, it's a very interesting um, space. So I I was on the one hand, while I was still studying, um, finding my first business, which is a a brand and yeah, e-commerce uh, company for solid wood furniture. So mm-hmm. we manufacture tables and chairs. You can configure then, uh, them in our own configurator on okay, the web page. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what I started when while still studying. But I always wanted to do something more with technology. So that's okay. why at some point I just went on and looked for people with a technology that also wanted to start a business. And mm-hmm. I was at a workshop at the Hasso Plattner Institute. And there I met uh, yeah, Rami and Thomas, yeah. who both uh, just finished their PhDs. Uh, and they were working on a technology called process mining okay. that I've never heard about before. And yeah. the whole world of business process improvement was completely new to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, a little bit. I had it from... The 
like the manufacturing industry. Of course, I heard about Lean and Six Sigma, but like really exactly, how big yeah. this business was, I, I wasn't really uh, aware of it. And when they told me that what process mining does is actually automating the work of what consultants are doing manually today, like mm -hmm. interviewing people, uh, looking at things, manually exactly. stopping time and... Um, that process mining is actually a software that automates this process by looking at data and then actually uh, providing yeah, evidence of what is happening in a process. Mm -hmm. So I thought that sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, really makes sense. So uh, yeah, we went on and founded Lana Labs together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we got a lot of uh, public funding. We had uh, investors and uh, um, a startup journey where we also met Roboyo uh, uh, at some events during that time already. Cool. So yeah. that was really nice to kind of also start that journey together mm -hmm. in the automation and process analysis field. Yeah. Um, then uh, at some point uh, we met Appian mm -hmm. and uh, that was just a really great match because our vision at, at Lana Labs was actually to help our customers improve every day kind of like this continuous improvement thing yeah. but when you look at it um, a bit more strictly what process mining does is it analyzes the process and it shows you where you have improvement potential yeah. but then you kind of have to act on your own right to, exactly. to really yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, solve the problem yeah. and by combining uh, our solution like by integrating process mining into the Appian platform mm -hmm. That was, of course, an amazing story because then customers could actually analyze the processes it. and directly act upon it. And mm -hmm. yeah, that was really yeah a very a very nice um, occasion. How um, yeah this vision we always had then also came to reality. So yeah. very nice fit. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really really cool. I, I suppose when when I kind of looked into into your background of of the the entrepreneurial side I was wondering kind of where that comes from because normally it comes from a family but of course I didn't know and um is it you know growing up around did you just kind of feel the spark for for wanting to do something yourself and to work for yourself was that always something that you kind of wanted to do yeah I, I think so um it's also I, I think I got a I have a strong sense of you can do anything like mm -hmm. that you want to do, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and kind of that spirit. I think like also the the company of my uh, family. Um, like when I when I was younger, we were still smaller, so it also grew over the the last yeah uh, ten twenty years. And kind of also seeing how like yeah, of course how much hard work everyone put into that, right? But yeah. also if you put hard work, the you will get is. a result, right? And, mm -hmm. and I think maybe it's that kind of spirit um, yeah. that I really that yeah yeah really fulfilled with the with the work that you're doing yeah, yeah very good and I think you know companies in general always talk about wanting their employees or other people working within their company to have that entrepreneurial spirit and and to be innovative within their role but you know sometimes that can be difficult but there there are always avenues for you to be able to do that within a company now that you kind of look at the role that you're in with an app in terms of um director of product do you feel that that innovative spirit and entrepreneurial spirit helps you in that role and, and how does it if so 
So my role at Appian is Director of Product Strategy, which is mm -hmm. a bit different um, than our product organization. Mm -hmm. So product strategy is looking uh, more broadly at market trends, at future technologies, mm -hmm. and really tries yeah, to analyze where, where we should be going in, um, in our developments. Yeah. We're building prototypes and also think about... Um, about the whole messaging and what do we want to tell our customers, right? Of course, yeah. Because that's that's the thing in, in technology. It's it's so abstract so many times, right? Mm -hmm. Automation and like to really tell the stories that bring across the the value um, and and why you should be doing something. That's that's something I'm I'm working with and. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe back to your point also why why I always wanted to be an entrepreneur is because I want to have impact and and of course yeah. that was a question you know when when going from from being the boss to an employee right yeah. like well, how, how does that transition work yeah it's a tough transition I'm sure um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah I mean I think it, it depends a bit on how how you look at it exactly. right? Yeah, um, yeah. because uh, this this impact, I mm. mean, Appian is a much larger organization than Lana Labs was, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And um, I get to talk to many people. I get to, you know, talk on stages and have many people listen. Yeah. And I'm talking about continuous improvement. And that's a topic that's important to me because course, yeah. I, I, I believe in it and I combine it with sustainability. And of course, I know that's only a side effect and, and maybe also, of course, not the core business of Appian. But mm -hmm. I think it's it's just important that um, these connections are pointed out, that uh, we, we talk about these things. And yeah. um, I think, therefore, I, I do have impact. And that's what, what matters in that sense. And exactly, if yeah. the role is CEO or director product strategy you know that that doesn't really matter like I exactly yeah and I, I think that's that's a great kind of outlook and approach to have for for anyone in any company really I mean you have your your title or your role but if you feel like you're being fulfilled or you have um, kind of an opportunity to express yourself or to to work on something that you're very passionate about and to be able to spread that message then it's it's it doesn't really matter at the end of the day and it's uh if you feel fulfilled and you feel like you're achieving something and of course helping the the greater good or your company in general then then that's all that's all you can you can hope for in terms of the the partnership with with Appian and Reboyo and the expertise that that Appian have how do you think that benefits the customers and and, and our clients i suppose in terms of their their journey within um, continuous improvement yeah so uh, I think the magic here again is in, in combining technology and mm -hmm. uh, expertise in Roboyo's case in Six Sigma and Lean, mm -hmm. which is exactly wh what I'm trying to promote, right? Like yeah. combining this methodology and the technology in order to really enable continuous improvement. Um, that was like, like used to be a very costly thing to do and today it can be done much more efficiently and that is something that's uh, yeah that might require support though you mm -hmm. know like consulting or just someone that guides you through the process um, as some customers might not have their own uh, centers of excellence or um, lean practices mm -hmm. and and that's why I think that this combination of having having this consulting approach and then being able to select the technologies that are right for the customer, yeah. help them implement it and guide them along their way. I think that's yeah, definitely very, very beneficial. Yeah.
Um, we, we spoke earlier on a, a different episode about the the balance that Roboyo has in general of the consulting side and then having the, the technology side as well and having experts in both fields to be able to, to, to bring in the expertise of Appian as well to be able to provide the best solution f- for the client. Yeah. Um, have you seen examples in, in your past of maybe uh, an implementation gone wrong in a way where maybe that, that lean element was was missing and someone went in straight with automation because you know, you, you've spoken about the, the importance of maybe automation isn't always the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give me some insights at all into times you went, oh no, this is, this is the wrong way of doing it? I mean, maybe because um, when when we started um, Lana Labs, our our process mining company, mm-hmm. um, I would say maybe one or two years later, the RPA trend started to boom. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and that was of course something where we were also thinking, okay, is that something we need to consider? Um, and then we kind of assessed for us that that. Well, you know, I mean, RPA is, of course, like can be one solution, mm-hmm. but we kind of never considered it as as a core technology, actually. Yeah. Because we, we believe that wait, before you automate anything, you should analyze the process because you can put as much RPA to your process as you want. If you didn't make the analysis before, mm-hmm. you don't know if that's efficient or not or if it will cause another problem in a different stage of the of the process. So so I think in, in this very generic way, of course, when there's a new technology on the market, there's this rush and everyone is, is trying it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that is then where, where you can say the lean aspect or continuous improvement aspects is missing because first yeah. you, you should be looking at what you have, measure the current state. Okay. Um, and then choose the right technologies to to improve it, and and I think that's some t- sometimes I think when you start with automation without a clear um, idea of what's going on in your current business, yeah, I think that in general is not a good idea. My personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's fair based on the experience you've had. I think you're allowed an opinion on that. <laughs> when you say that, you know, in in your in your former company when the RPA boom was kind of happening. And you were kind of considering whether it, this is something we need to get involved in. When you were discussing this with clients in terms of the the journey of continuous improvement and, and how important it is, was that a difficult conversation to have with them? Were they kind of in the in the level of maturity where they understood what you were saying? Or were they like, no, we need a solution and automation is the way to go? How did you kind of find those conversations with the clients? Usually I would say especially in the manufacturing industry where this lean mindset is yeah very common already of course yeah everyone um, agrees that that it makes sense mm-hmm. um, especially when you talk about um, you know legacy systems and and how to yeah, transform them right and yeah. it's like okay if you put automation on your legacy processes, that will reproduce a lot of inefficiencies. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people want to transform their processes first, right? Get the processes right first, um, which means a, a lot of work uh, ahead. Of and and then, then you can look into automation. Yeah. Do you have any 
kind of favorites, I suppose, in terms of your your favorite case study that you might have got the the most improvement from or um, favorite kind of engagement that you've had at all over your over your experience? Um, I think my favorite engagement was with a, a large German automotive manufacturer mm-hmm. where we uh, yeah where we were really analyzing on the factory floor the production of a very cool car mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> everyone knows <laughs> and, and that that was something uh, yeah you know when when something like that happens because usually in, in enterprise software i mean it's not connected to any kind of consumer product of you, course. usually yeah, yeah. it's like not not so tangible and then in this manufacturing space when when you know that your software is being used to optimize the the production mm-hmm. of a product that you also like, and and then when you also know that very interesting um, um, results um, were were found, when, because I, I think process mining is also, especially for the automotive um, or like manufacturing industry in general, mm-hmm. a very interesting case. But it's not the not the easiest because of the IT system landscape yeah. and the way that is structured. Um, but the effects that we can get out of these, um, you know, really value creating processes, like the impact is much higher, you know, if mm-hmm. I optimize, um, you know, energy consumption, resource mm-hmm. waste in a, a large um, factory that's maybe more, it has more impact on the environment than... I don't know, automating an approval step, mm-hmm. for, for example, or, 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 you know, like finding out that automating this would be, of course, better for the customer. I mean, that's, that's a good uh, impact definitely as well. But somehow uh, really having impact on um, resource waste and those kind of uh, effects that, yeah, that was just a really nice case study. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, the, the conversation around sustainability, because do you think that, from your own experience and working on, you know, German clients and then working on more international clients as well, that that, that conversation and the importance of it differs based off the different regions. Um, you spoke earlier about that it might not be a priority for some clients, but is more priority for others. Have you felt that that's, um, that there's different levels of maturity when it comes to sustainability within different regions or, or different um, clients around the world? Yeah, definitely. And interestingly, that doesn't apply only to sustainability, but um, if we look at the topic of process in, in general, in general yeah. that is also something where, I mean, when we look where most of the, the process mining companies are also, um, like they're all, like a lot of them are coming from the European mm-hmm. European countries because we have this um, history of process orientation mm-hmm. much more and um, so so that's one difference uh, geographically and then in terms of sustainability it's depending I guess it's a matter of um, of different regulations right mm-hmm. that drive the change in these fields because that's the only way we can create a level playing field apparently because yeah I must say, unfortunately, of course, as a company, you will not um, accept higher cost for the more sustainable production facility or I don't know if it puts you in an inferior competitive position, right? So we need strong regulation, of course, to create that level playing field, but kind of to also force everyone playing (laughs) to do better, right? So, and and I think there, like, we're a bit further with uh, regulations in in Europe, Mm -hmm. which is why it's, it's, 
it's a more pressing issue, like uh, the topic of um, like uh, CO2 reporting. Yeah. You know, I mean, when financial regulators, they have to comply with it and then and then they don't know how to measure it themselves, right? To yeah, yeah. Like that, that problem again, but they have to report. Yeah. And um, yeah. It's that, like a vicious circle there. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, many companies were trying um, to find solutions uh, for, for that. And mm -hmm. I've talked to, to many clients, um, like they try to build, like some try to build in-house tools. They were talking okay, yeah. about Excel documents that they're sending out to, you know, every location. People have to fill in information about mm. consumption. Yeah. Then they, you know, bring it all back into one consolidated Excel sheet. And when he wanted to show it to me, it didn't open. You know, because no it way. was too, you know, too complex, kind of, you know, and then yeah, th that's yeah. where, okay, that's that's a good way where can where technology, you know, could yeah. help to kind of, you know, you could use forms to yeah. collect the data and you know, such a simple like, change as well, like that would make such an impact. You know, so. create workflows to to yeah, yeah to do whatever needs to be done to create that that report. But yeah, there were no solutions in place, and so everyone had to try to figure out. Uh, how will we be able to comply with the new regulations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. No, I think it's it's a really interesting conversation in general because, as you said before, like it's one of the side effects or one of the areas that come along with continuous improvement is is the sustainability aspect. But I feel like it 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 needs to be spoken about more, and of course it will be, as you said, with the with the regulations coming in and more of them coming in. So. Um, Looking forward to hearing more about it on the keynote speech <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. But um, but yeah, in terms of the key trends coming up, um, and yourself in like a strategic position within Appian, is there anything in particular that um you were kind of looking at or planning for in the future that you feel that we will need to uh, to I suppose integrate into our own solutions to help our clients? Hmm. It probably would be strange if I would not talk about AI now, mm. I guess. I think this might be the time. To <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, that's that's definitely what, what it is coming. But that's also something I will touch briefly in the keynote, though, that mm -hmm. um, yes, we will be working with it. Yes, I enjoy working with ChatGBT as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, we also need to be realistic, I, I think, in terms of what it can do for us. And mm -hmm. again, I'm saying actually in so many ways we have to take one or even two steps back to get the basis to right the first. Exactly. It's, it's the same yeah, yeah. thing with automation, just the next level. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need to put AI on a bad automation yeah, will yeah. make it even worse and it will reproduce these negative exactly. effects. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I think, you know, some development take time and also in this case as a society I think we need to kind of, yeah make decisions on how we want this technology to to impact our lives and the there are big promises definitely, but mm -hmm. um, also if we think about energy consumption mm -hmm. uh is it worth it, right? Do we do we have like, you know? I mean, I'm saying this a bit, you know, yeah, drastically yeah. now, of course, but in something we haven't really looked at yet, yeah. and measured yet. Like, can we can we afford it? Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting angle as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. And what's your what's your personal opinion on it? 
because I'm 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 interested in that because you know the background that you've had of making those really key decisions for your own business and then moving into more of a strategic role now as well like from your own perspective and from client experience you've had and now working in um in a more senior level and and overlooking everything what do you think I suppose is the best thing for it or how do you see it playing out over the next few years Hmm. I've been uh, recently reading a book Mm -hmm. it's about agriculture Okay. And it's about a, a banker. Uh, his family had a big uh, farm. A banker that then decided to um, run the farm of his family. And he wanted to make the most innovative, um, you know, agricultural um, hotspot there, like using the latest technologies, okay. um, really working with innovation to get yeah, to bring this to the next level and then he explains how he stands on the field looks at the plants that are all like not looking very good because it's so dry Mm -hmm. for a month already and when he realizes that putting more technology um, like using more technology to grow from this soil that is already so much kind of exploited exactly yeah yeah he he wanted to invest millions in technology to exploit this soil even more efficiently. Mm-hmm. When he realized that this soil will not pro- will it will not be producing for years anymore. Yeah. And that's what I you know what I'm also thinking about when I'm saying needing to take a step back. By the processes, yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah. need to get the basis right first mm-hmm. because otherwise we won't get anywhere. At least not in the long term. So, yeah. I think that we really. Um, philosophically or you know as a society we really need to look at that meta level mm-hmm. and and understand what's the impact that our business systems are causing and we need to mitigate those mm-hmm. like, there's no way around simple that. as that exactly <laughs> yeah and from from my own perspective with with working with clients and with the emergence of ChatGPT and AI over the past, I suppose, year really in terms of it becoming extremely mainstream with ChatGPT. The the point that you made about everyone wanting to rush to the solution of automation or ChatGPT, I, I can I can feel it like whenever you're you're speaking with clients because they see that, you know, you're a digital transformation consultancy and you're working with AI and that this has to be the solution. There must be no other solution. Um, and you can nearly feel the pressure coming from the other from the other side regarding it. So I think it's it's a, it's it's more important now than ever before that, as you described it as yes, you had one step to automation, but this extra step now towards even more AI, it just I suppose hammers home the importance of being able to go back to the root cause exactly. exactly. So um, I think the analogy that you spoke about there was really good. Um, and it's, it's something that we're seeing a lot more of. Yeah, and, and maybe also to, to uh, tie it even closer together, the example maybe, like what, what's, what's the key? I, I think what, what will be the single most important thing is data mm-hmm. and the management of that and the connecting, you know, connecting the data because that is the basis for, you know, for our digital business processes. Yeah. And, I think that will be one of the major challenges and the core thing we have to solve. Yeah, um, because I mean, 
the data is not only important for the automation, but the initial analysis has to be done with this to understand yeah. if it's a, a good process or not, or if it could be better or where the inefficiencies lie as well. So yeah. even using the, the process mining tool, like you were speaking about, it needs good data to be able to, to gather proper insights from it as well. So um, I think that's a great point. And that's something as well that we have that discussion with our clients as well, because they may have the data, but it might be in five or six different systems and, and not kind of um, amalgamated or combined to make it very easy for the processes. Exactly. And some clients, the, the data doesn't exist either. So yeah. that's the kind of the roadblocks that you face along the journey. Yeah, and that's where, where, yeah, where at Appian we have uh, Data Fabric mm-hmm. as a technology where we can do exactly that, like bringing together data from different systems, creating like a virtual data layer, but data stays where it is, but you can work on it. And it's it's a great technology also to enable that. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad that it's part of our stack because we can course, yeah. really move our clients around the circle in, mm-hmm. in full. And that's really, really good. Just touching on this, the stack as well that, that you have within, within Appium, what's kind of the other ones that you think are really effective al- along with the, the data fabric? Yeah, so right, data fabric uh, at the basis, mm-hmm. then then now we can uh, debate the order, but for me, of course, then comes <laughs> process mining. <laughs> of <laughs> because, course. you know, you analyze the data. Um, and then uh, we have, yeah, many, many different solutions. Like, mm-hmm. of course, wor- workflow uh, solutions. We have a really nice process model up with... Um, visual uh, drag and drop functionalities mm-hmm. where you can really uh, orchestrate nicely across people and bots and decision rules or wh- whatever uh, yeah. you decide to put into your process. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, robotic process automation uh, as another important technology and then AI skills for intelligent document processing mm-hmm. um, yeah, or email classification those kind of solutions yeah and then uh, maybe yeah last but not least uh, also total experience I mean Appian is originally we are a low code um, um, platform so our own technology sale that enables to build yeah applications uh, very easily and also front ends with drag and drop functionality so Mm -hmm. and I think what what recently came to my mind that that I I just thought it's it's so interesting because in, in the beginning for me sometimes it wasn't so easy to understand exactly what what are clients actually solving right because mm-hmm. um, there, there's one cool technology or like um, solution we have that's that's portals and portals is a um, an ex- like uh, like a web page or form mm-hmm. um, for external clients, like not internal processes, but just yeah. a, like a face to the outside world where your customers or whatever can type in information, then it's connected di- directly to your process and you have all the data in there. And in the beginning, I really didn't understand, like coming from the startup world where, you know, you put up a Word- WordPress website and yeah. uh, use some plugin to create a form. Yeah, exactly. And then you use, I don't know, Zapier to connect it with HubSpot and then you have the data in your system as well, right? Yeah. And so I, in the beginning, I didn't, like, it took me a while to understand the magic of that. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, of course, well, as a startup, 
startup, yeah, you have all these like small solutions that you can kind of exactly, you know, yeah. put together and do it. But if you're a, a big company, then comes enterprise security mm -hmm. and roles and all these kinds, of, which Appian, of course, also has. We have very yeah. high security certifications. Um, so uh, that, of course, some Fortune 500 company cannot use, um, you know, some form, some WordPress plugin yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. to Uh, gather clients data right yeah and then there are no like these solutions are not so easy to buy uh, you know and, mm -hmm. and that's that's something that i really it took me a while to to understand and that's the cool thing that um with appian you can build like all these these small applications that you need i don't know customer feedback or um yeah like smaller approval processes Uh, we have just built a project management application, mm -hmm. like all, all different kinds of applications that are uh, possible with it. So from these very easy things where you need enterprise grade and all the security behind it, yeah. but of course then also to very, very complex uh, things that you can then not solve with the existing standard enterprise software where you need yeah much more flexibility and options to configure. And that's somehow, yeah, the, I think the magic that, course, you know, yeah, from yeah. very easy to very <coughs> complex um, use cases that you can solve it with yeah. the technologies we have in our stack. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And I think the, the point you made about the startup environment, I suppose, when, when you're dealing with lots of different systems, but the ability within that stack to be able to deal with the scale up of, of so many more systems that are internally and the, the security issues that come with that yeah. and to be able to manage all of that is just so important. So to be able to have something that you can rely on, I yeah, suppose, that, that can look after that for, for any size company, then it's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave it there. Karina, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I think it was great to get an insight into your own background and your own career journey um, and, and more into the role that you have within Appian now and also um, really looking forward to the to the keynote speech now tomorrow. So um, best of luck with it. And uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here.